Hello, this is Phil. You can find me on Instagram at MaxTracksMicroCrew. You are listening to episode 155 of the Subi and You podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. I hope everybody is having a great 2024, a great new year so far. And uh, I hope you've got some good plans for whatever it is that you may be doing in your personal life, your Subaru life, or elsewhere. Things are going well here and uh, we're kicking off the second episode of the year with Max Tracks Micro Crew. I know that a lot of you know who this guy is. I know you know about this page, and it was really fun to get him on here. His name's Phil, and uh, hear him talk about how this thing got started. And I was pretty surprised to know how many members he has now. If you go to his page, he has over 350, but he has a little bit more than I thought. And he also has a pretty decent number of Subarus that are part of the Max Tracks micro crew. So we will get that number. He also does a breakdown of how many different models of each Subaru there are within the crew. So we will get into this episode here in just a bit to hear from Phil and Max Tracks micro crew. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Thank you so much, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. If you have not checked out her website or her Instagram page, go give it a follow and go check out the website. She has a lot of really great decals for a lot of different Subarus, and uh, they are really, really good quality. So go check them out if you have not done so. And if you have, maybe it's time for a new one. All right, I have another Apple podcast review, and it's been a Quite a while since somebody has left one. So I really, really appreciate this. First of all, this person, this guy does not even own a Subaru. Second of all, doesn't have any Apple products. And he took the time to go use, I think he used his parents' iPad or something to write the review. And like, this is such a great review and I really, really appreciate it. This review is from Plevris Photography, and I hope I said that correctly, but this is what he says. Raphael is amazing. He's a truly fantastic host who knows what he's doing, and it really shows, from the production quality and just how interesting the content is. Even if you're not a Subaru owner, or even like Subaru, it's worth giving it a listen. The podcast is smooth, and it's very easy to listen to, which is my favorite part, honestly. The guests he has on make it make for an interesting conversation and really adds to the whole experience. I'm not a Subaru owner, but I really enjoy the content and hearing from the Subi community. As a fellow car enthusiast, it's great to hear from other like-minded enthusiasts about our passion. Raphael's podcast is a 5 out of 5, and I couldn't recommend it more. Man, thank you so much for that review. That was really, really nice, and I really appreciate the fact that you wrote a review even though you don't own a Subaru and you don't own any Apple products. So thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. If you want to add some style and color to your engine bay, go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com. 
They have nine standard colors to choose from, which includes their complete cap sets, Subaru oil caps, and engine oil dipstick handles. So go check out Melee Design Firm, where you will find the engine bay caps and many other great products that they offer. And when you're ready to check out, use the code SUBI plus U, the little plus symbol, to get 5% off any of these Melee Design Firm Subaru or Rally Spec products. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the SUBI and U podcast. This episode is also brought to you by SubaruGear.com. Did you know that they have a 2023 Subaru Gear bestsellers list? If you go to SubaruGear.com, right there on the front page, you can find that. If you click on the link, you'll find gear from Subaru, Subaru Motorsports USA, Basecamp, Wild Tribute, All Made, and Bucky Lassic, to name a few. When you go explore the 2023 bestsellers, you will find caps, hoodies, t-shirts, gear for your Subaru, and Subaru-branded bags, mugs, bottles, and tumblers. So head on over to SubaruGear.com and check out all of these great items. And while you're there, use the code SUBIANDU24. While you are shopping, if you decide to fill up your cart and your total is over $50 after the 20% discount, you will also get free shipping. So that's a pretty good deal that Subaru Gear is offering for the Subi and You podcast listeners. Thank you so much, Subaru Gear, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. All right, this is the week. I will be flying out to Philadelphia for 48 hours of Tri-State this Wednesday, and I'm very excited to go attend this event. This is the third year that they were trying to get me to come out, and I'm finally able to do it. Jeff, who goes by Slow Subies, he's the one that really helped make it happen. We were messaging one night, and he said, you got to do it. You got to come out. So Jeff is going to come pick me up from the airport. He's going to drive us back to Subaru of America, where we are going to have dinner at Subaru of America Wednesday night. And I'm really excited about that because I've met people from SOA, but of course I've never been there. So that's going to be really exciting. And then we are going to head out on Thursday drive down to Indiana, and then on Friday we'll be touring the plant there in Indiana, which I'm really looking forward to. And then Saturday morning, really early, I fly back home. I was originally going to stay until Monday, but my son made it into Region Band, which was a two-audition process, and the only concert that they're going to be playing is going to be on Saturday. And this is his senior year the only time I would be able to see him play in the region band and it's something I don't want to miss so I'm flying home so that I can see my son play in the region band and Jeff is going to be nice enough to take me to the airport really really early so thank you so much Jeff but anyway looking forward to that there'll be some content coming out from 48 or hours of tri-state of course but before we get into this conversation with Phil, I have to give a shout out to Sparky's and Albuquerque because they were they helped out my friend Roy, who's from Houston. He was on his way to Colorado with his family. He had some issues with his car, and he took it to a couple of other places, and they just gave him the runaround, didn't help him out, charged him too much money. He took it to Sparky's, and they really took care of him and got him back on the road. Well, actually, he had to rent a car to come back home then drive all the way back out to Albuquerque and get the car from Sparky's. But thank you so much, Sparky's, for helping him out and hooking him up. 
and just taking care of him so that he could get his Outback back home. So really, really appreciate that, Sparkies. Go give them a follow. It's Sparkies underscore ABQ. And so glad you made it home, Roy. That's awesome and glad that they took care of you. For now, we're going to get into this episode with Phil and hear all about Max Tracks Micro Crew and this crazy, crazy phenomenon that has happened. So let's go ahead and get into this conversation to hear all about Max Tracks Micro Crew. Here we go. Hey, welcome, Phil. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's cool to have you on. Uh, we were talking before we started recording, and I was saying that, you know, we'll find this out later on. I don't want to give that part of away, but just the fact that you have a lot of Subarus as part of the crew, that makes it relevant. Plus, what we've been chatting about, it sounds like a pretty cool story on how this all got started. Oh, yeah, man. It's been fun. Yeah, so how did this crazy thing get started? Because... I mean, you're at what? How many members now? I mean, I know it's what in the three fifties, three seventy nine currently. Wow, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> and when did you, so? When did you first start it out? I guess I guess there's a little backstory there. I saw a, I can't remember what it was now. Some somebody else had bought one of these little micro boards, and this was I don't know November of twenty two. Somebody bought one of those little uh, micro boards and zip tied it to their whatever it was on their truck or whatever it was. I thought it was hilarious. And in December of last year, I was screwing around on Amazon and found the little Max Trax micro boards for RC cars. And I thought, how funny will this be to strap one of those to my whittle ladder on the back of my forerunner? You know? Yeah. And, um, just started making stupid pictures and videos and and nothing real just putting it on my own personal page and uh a couple of friends and followers and stuff were like man you need to you need to make a page about this stuff and i was like there's no way this is stupid <laughs> nobody's going to think this is funny like i'm just an idiot leave me alone like i just you could have paid me a million dollars and i wouldn't have guessed that it would have ever been anyone else on this page besides myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so when did you officially launch or start up the Instagram page for it? So I was, uh, I was talking to one of my friends and they were like, you need to, you need to make a page for it, blah, blah, blah. And so it was January 19th of last year. And we just, uh, I was just like, man, I just want to snag the name. So I was driving from West Texas to DFW, and um, I just hopped on, grabbed my Max Tracks Micro Crew on Instagram, and and was like, okay, I'm gonna start doing something stupid, you know? Yeah. And um, just just made a couple of of really short, stupid videos and a couple of pictures of me, just like, man, have you ever been stuck, but not like real <laughs> stuck? get you some of these bad boys you know like yeah it was just it was just stupid and uh somebody that actually encouraged me a lot um was it's tx.forerunner on instagram and uh she was like oh man you need to get after it and you need to you know make a bunch of videos and i know there'll be a bunch of people follow well she was number two of the 
the crew members. And um, yeah, it just went from there. It was crazy. So did you have people like messaging you and about it and being like, hey, this is kind of funny. And, you know, <laughs> how, do, how do I join the crew? I mean, how did it how did you start getting members? I, I still don't know. <laughs> it was, you know, there was a couple of messages like, hey, I want to join the crew. Where do I get these boards? And I was like, I don't know. On Amazon, I guess. Like, you know, that's where I got mine. We don't make them. They're not, you know, I'm not some licensed Max Track dealer or something like that. I'm yeah, just a mini guy. Micros. Thought these were, yeah, I just thought it was funny. And so literally, we're just sending people to Amazon from the link that I bought my own from. And said, send me a picture when yours come in and I'll add you to the crew. That was it. That's the only that is the only requirement to be a member of the micro crew is to own a pair of the boards and you're in. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even I keep meaning to like strap mine to my roof rack and I just keep forgetting. But they're sitting in the console like right in front of my shifter. <laughs> yeah, it's been it was crazy, man. And and uh more and more people it was a i guess there was a lot of forerunners and toyotas at first because you know obviously most of the pictures that were being posted were of my own forerunner and uh i think in the within the first 20 members there was a uh, outback that joined and ever since then there have been a bunch of subarus come over and and i think it's awesome man like subaru people get it you know all of the subaru community is really cool i've i've been fortunate enough to be around um a lot of a lot of the subaru community before any of this happened so i know that you know most of them have good senses of humor and yeah and, you know all of that stuff and and man it was it was too funny to see yeah we were talking before and i was off by a little bit i said that i because i scrolled through your page i was like i want to just scroll through here and see if i can Count how many, and I was just counting them in my head. You said you were doing tally marks, which was probably smarter, but you said there's 115 Subarus, which is really yeah, cool. So I even have it broken down by models. And so we've got one STI, one Baja, one Impreza, uh, three Ascents, three WRXs, 20 Foresters, 28 Outbacks. And then out of nowhere, it was like right around. I don't know, a hundred and something members, a couple of cross treks really started piling up in there. And it went to, I think right the second we have 53 cross track members. Oh yeah. It's all about the cross treks, man. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm new. I'm member number 247. That's right. Pearl yeah. the cross track, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, what's funny is that the, that uh, video that you made uh, pulling over the cracks, of your driveway, and uh, I remember you'd saying you were from Houston, and I put that Mike Jones song on there. Oh, and that yeah. video did really well. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, that's – I don't even live in a house. I was I was over at my brother's house for something. I think they were out of town. They wanted me to come check on their house. And I'm like, I've been meaning to do a video for a while. I've been telling this guy that I would do a video, and I just haven't gotten around to it. And I was trying to think, like, well, what would I do? And then I thought, like, doing the driveway is just completely stupid because you don't even, you know, it's not like off-roading <laughs> where you really might actually need some tracks. And so yeah. I thought the driveway would be funny. Yeah, there's been some of this stuff 
the people are so stinking creative, man. Like the stuff that I see come through that just blows my mind all the time and, and all the videos and pictures and, uh, it's, you know, way, way more creative than I am. I'm basically just a sharer of content at this point because yeah. there's so many people out there that are funny and, uh, they have, they have really good senses of humor and it's, it's, uh, it's been hilarious to watch. Well, I mean, it's it's something also just to kind of like make you feel like a kid again, although I think a yeah. lot of us still feel like kids as adults, you know, <laughs> but it's just something fun and funny and different to do. And like you said, you know, if you've got a good sense of humor, then and you've got some creativity, you can really have some fun with it and get some good laughs out there. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think that's the kind of like, uh, I don't know. um running expectation or whatever of the crew is that, you know, that people are asking me like, you know, why, why, why are so many people joining? This is crazy. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, man, there's not really any other stuff out there for like the overlanding off-roading community. That's just based on being funny and having a good time. And I know there's some comedian guys out there. I'm not going to take anything away from them. They're, they're hilarious. But it's this is just its own little tiny uh, community of people that just they don't care what you're driving. They don't care how if you if you're bone stock or you have a two hundred thousand dollar, you know, crazy off road rock climbing build or something like that. Everyone's welcome. And they're all just as stoked as everyone else is about, you know, when people are getting upgrades and stuff like that. It doesn't matter which, you know, brand you're driving or anything like that. And it's just been this kind of like. If you have a good sense of humor and just like being around like-minded people that are just want to have a good time outside, this is the place for you, man. Yeah, and I think something like this is a has been a really good way to bring a bunch of different brands and builds together. Yeah, you know, to share yeah, in the fun and and the hilarity of it, and and to watch the the actual members interact with each other, talking about. Man, I didn't know you could do that to, let's say, a cross track. Or, and man, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know you could lift a whatever it is. I mean, it's it's been cool. I think it's been a little bit of a learning experience for everyone else because you, we have a tendency to, you know, get really tied into the uh, community of whatever brand we currently own. So it's like I know so much about this specific thing, and you don't really see what's going on and the other parts of the, you know, off-roading community or whatever. And so this has been kind of, it's been pretty neat to see them interacting with each other, you know, not just as micro crew people, but it like vehicle enthusiasts, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a really good point too. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, you said that somebody could have paid you a million dollars and you would have never thought that it would be where it is today. So not when a you, chance. <laughs> so when you started it and you started seeing people messaging you and and you know wanting to become members, were you like, what the heck is going on? Like people uh, really yeah. want to do this? <laughs> I I kept telling, you know, it's I'm calling one of my buddies who thought this was funny too. And uh I was like, man, we have 15 members can you believe it like i remember the, specifically that phone call like i was so excited that we had 15 members and i was like this is hilarious i'm so happy that there's other people out there that think this is funny 
you know, if it never grew past 15, I was so excited. It was just like, it's just too funny to have a stupid idea and, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, actually have other people participate in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's, there's so many things too in life. Uh, no matter, it can be anything where it's like you have an idea to do something. And especially if it's something like just really stupid, you know, and then it catches on to where people are like, oh, this is awesome. It's not only funny, but this is really cool. And so glad that you started this because it brings so many different people together. And like you said, people can get creative with it and funny. And, you know, it's just, again, it's just something new and different. And I think it's, I think it's great. And it's, it's a hundred percent, you know, as much as a hundred percent can be, you know, content provided by the members. I mean, I make a stupid video every now and then, or I post a picture of my forerunner or something like that, or, you know, I'll be out somewhere and I'll like, you know, stick a a sticker in someone's, you know, windshield wipers or something like that, trying to like, you know, bring more people to the crew or something, but everything else, all the daily stuff and videos and all that stuff is that's member provided. Like I'm, I feel like at this point, I'm just trying to keep up. Like it's, it's, it's pretty time consuming at this point. Cause it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of members joining and, and, um, people taking videos every day. And I think that was kind of a funny turn of the whole thing was that once people kind of started seeing that I would share every photo that had the micro crew or, you know, the, either the sticker or the boards in it somewhere, if you posted three times a day, I was sharing it three times a day. Yeah, And so you kind of saw this at one point where it was like, Everyone kind of started noticing that. I think it was like, I'm going to make sure these micro crew boards are in the picture. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, you know, we had a, quite a few stories going through a day and it's just awesome. Like they're, they're as stoked about it as I am, you know? Yeah. So it came, it started off as something that you just thought would be funny for yourself. Then people were telling you, you should start an Instagram page and you're thinking there's no way anybody would be a part of this and you got excited about 15 members now you're at 379 but you also had another milestone because now your instagram page has over 3,000 followers and that makes zero sense to me because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again i mean i have a personal page that i've had for way longer than this one for my forerunner that doesn't have 3,000 <laughs> followers on it you know and so it's like you know, I I don't have some crazy build or anything like that. I have a pretty, you know, mild uh, build. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden we hit 3000 followers in 11 months. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. I've had, I've had my personal page for, you know, a couple of, you know, two going on two years and there's like 1700 followers on it. I'm like begging people to like, just follow <laughs> me. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I mean, I've had my page over three years, maybe three and a half years, and I'm not even at 4,000 followers. And I've seen some people that go over to like, I don't know, five, 6,000 followers within a year. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> man if if i've learned anything during this time uh it's that instagram makes zero sense to me <laughs> you you just have to hit that lucky you know thing that blows up and you know i was talking to uh jim the little ruby Subi guy 
Oh, that guy. And I was like, man, yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome. Me and him talk often, and uh, but even even stuff like that, sidetracking. You know, once he joined the page and kind of started talking stuff. You know, he was in the the uh, like mountain bike industry. Well, I used to work in the mountain bike industry, and turns out he's in Pennsylvania. I'm in Texas, and after a couple of weeks of talking the company that he was working for bought the store that I used to work at. And he was inside the store that I used to work at. And he sent me not, not at the time he had pictures yeah. from when they bought it. And he was like, is this it? I was like, yes, that is the one that I worked at. That BMW is crazy. In Philadelphia, you know? And so it's just a, it's a small, small, small world when you start, you know, finding stuff like that. But, um, you know, I was talking to him about his page and stuff. And I was like, man, you've got, quite a few followers like what's the trick you know and he's like i had one stupid video that all of a sudden i got you know <laughs> a few thousand you know uh followers and a bunch of views and all this stuff and he was like now nah, i'm just trying to keep up or whatever and it was like no i get it man i get it for sure yeah i mean i don't really care that i don't have a ton of followers because i haven't been putting out much content lately i mean living in houston you know <laughs> i have anything here you know, like right now, right now I have to suffer through seeing all these people going on all these snow trails and doing oh, donuts yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot and in the snow. And here we are, it's like 60 something degrees. And, yep. you know, so every winter I have to suffer through all of that. <laughs> and it's, and that's, that has actually been really, really cool. Cause you know, especially, you know, being in the South and Texas and, you know, we have a bunch of people in Arizona and, and, you know, I know California gets a lot of snow and, and Arizona has places where you can, um, you know, they get quite a bit of snow and stuff like that, but where we're at, you know, there's, there's, we're lucky if we get a couple of snowstorms a year, but that's, that's the other thing is the, you know, micro crew guys, there's, there's uh, a ton of them up in the Pacific Northwest and, and you know in the northeast over there and and so i get to kind of live vicariously through all of their stupid videos and stuff like that during yeah. the winter time do you have any international guests that's that's been probably the craziest thing that for me to wrap my head around because in my head i'm just some dude you know people when when this first started people were like oh man you know Y'all's company is awesome. I was like, there is no y'all. It's just me at a coffee table in my living room, like sharing people's photos and, and being an idiot, you know? Yeah. And when we, I can't remember which number or whatever, but, um, you know, there's, there's, I think three or four in New Zealand, which makes zero sense to me. Wow. And those, those people are awesome. Some of the funniest people that I've ever had a chance to talk to and message with and stuff. Australia, uh, there's a there's a cross trek that is a member in Japan. There's uh there's a guy in Poland. There's a guy in like this is the one that really doesn't make sense to me, and I hope he hears this, <laughs> but he drives a CRV Honda. And he lives in this tiny little island off the coast of the UK. And how am I mailing stickers from my <laughs> coffee table <laughs> that have this stupid little pinch, you know, emoji on it all the way to some island or to New Zealand or, you know, we have there's there's a good handful of guys in Hawaii and 
that stuff makes zero sense to me. I'm just some dude, you know, this isn't, this isn't some company. This isn't some like professional thing. It's just a stupid page. And, and, uh, to be, to, to be sitting here at the desk and write out, you know, an address to Japan or Canada or New Zealand. And it's just like, man, how did we get here from me being an idiot and buying some of these off <laughs> Amazon? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is crazy. I mean, I, I've had people say, uh, oh, I love you guys' podcasts. And I'm like, there's only one guy. It's, it's just me. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person doing this. There's nobody else. I don't have like an editing team and a producer and all that kind of stuff, you know. But yeah, yeah. that's funny. Do you have, are there some like of some, like, do you have like a, a list in your head or like, do you remember like some of the funniest videos or photos that people have sent in so i think you know everybody everybody kind of you know we had a, a quite a few that were just like you know it's just zip tied to the rack or something like that but there's been some that's really stuck out in my head of like that's creative like these guys are funny you know these girls are funny these you know they're they put some time into doing this and <laughs> still one of my favorite favorite ones is it's it's a cross track guy, Ju- Julius the Trek, Steve. Okay, and uh, he's number thirty nine, member number thirty nine. So this was fairly early on with all of this, but he did a freaking stop motion video what? Uh, with his uh, with like Lego characters, and the Lego characters like go out to the mailbox and get the mail, and they like winch it onto a trailer and it drives this little toy truck up to his car and they open the package and it's a set of microboards. Oh my gosh. I'm not nearly that creative. (laughs) That's that took some time to do. And, and, uh, and I, I remember messaging him like, man, that was insane. Like, I can't believe it. He was like, it was, it was something cool to, to do with my son. And, uh, they spent time out there and, and that was his basically intro to the micro crew. And it was a doozy. <laughs> and Jim, little Ruby Subi, like I said, with our, our uh, mountain bike background and stuff like that, he made one of uh, out riding trails one day on a bike and brought a set of the, the micro boards with him. <laughs> and so he's got it like set up on some little branch or something like that and smokes it with a bike. You know, and it was that's it's all hysterical there's been a couple of them that uh you know do these like you know like the driveway thing or or out mudding and they come up to just like a a tiny puddle in the the uh, trail somewhere and they're like everybody stop we gotta get out here and get you know on and they set this tiny board over the puddle or something stupid and um you know like the uh, and photos like uh I, I'll never say this right. Trekachusetts. I think that's yeah, how that's you right. say it. That's that's one of the cross track dudes. He sent me a video where he strapped a couple of those boards to a pair of crocs. Oh and they're God. just right <laughs> on the top of a pair of his crocs. And he was like, not slipping in these. And I was like, oh my God. And that I think I think uh I can't remember. I I'll probably say this wrong, but I think it was the Overland WRX guy. That had, I think it was a training card or like one of those plaques made or something like that. But you can see the microboard zip tied to his his roof rack on the card. Oh, that's <laughs> I, awesome! I'm pretty sure that's who it was. 
but uh, you could actually see it in one of the trading cards. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to go and buy a second set to have like that I can use, you know, yeah. when I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. an, and then the first set that I bought, put those actually on the rack so that they're permanently there. So one of the one of the dumb things that happened early on, and this just, you know, it's just me being stupid, was I was I was talking about needing to buy another set. Like, oh man, I've got to I need to buy another set so that way I don't screw up the ones that I'm taking pictures of and whatever. And one of the guys was like, why don't you just strap one to your ladder and use the other one? Because I had both of them zip tied on top of each other like an idiot. <laughs> and, so, and I was like, I don't know, because I'm stupid. Let me go cut these off and use one of them. And so instead of I just had both of them stacked on top of each other. Like you, would... you can't even tell that two of them are there. Yeah, because that's like, how you would do a full set, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, why don't you just use the other one? And I was like, I don't know, because I haven't thought of that yet. So thanks. <laughs> Yeah, you got to have somebody, uh, got to have a second brain every once in a while to help you out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's too funny. You said that you've got a bunch of people up in the Pacific Northwest and up in the East and then all over. I mean, do you have like a list of something or some kind of where these people are coming from? Is there a way to track that or do they just let you know? Do you ask them? So that's where the like OCD fires up in me pretty heavy. <laughs> because I just, I want to know, and I want to make a list of like, I, I think one of the things that has helped us be successful is that, you know, you could message me, you could talk to me when I send out stickers, I write down their member. I will, even if they don't put it on the order, I will go to Instagram. Even if they don't even put their Instagram handle down, I can usually remember who it is by either their name or where they're at or something. I'll go to Instagram, find their page. And then like, I don't have, I didn't have just a list of everybody's numbers on there because it happened so fast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'll have to scroll through messages of whoever it is that I'm sending something to. But I, I think the, the making all of this personal has just showed that, you know, I care about this stuff. Like I, I want to, I want it to be a, a thing for everybody. And, I want them to know that I actually, you know, take it seriously. And it's not just some, you know, stupid corporate, whatever, like this is, I'm, I'm going to look for your Instagram handle. I'm finding your uh, member number and all this stuff. And, and uh, I think that's helped it a lot, but um, just from how much time this has, that I've spent on this, <laughs> this page in the last year, I, I remember most of where everyone's from. I might not be able to rattle off their Instagram handle perfectly or anything like that, but the majority, you know, you've got quite a few up in the Pacific Northwest. You've got a pretty big group uh, and a lot of Subarus in California. There's also a pretty big chunk of Subarus in uh, Pennsylvania, like the Northeast. Oh, yeah. A, a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. um, We've got a you know a handful across the south, whether it's Arizona or on the other side of Georgia and stuff. And then we had a a, a decent chunk of of members in Texas, just because you know they're more likely to see me out somewhere. Or you know we've got a few more 
friends and stuff like that here, personal friends that are, you know, wanting to help too. But, um, but that's, that's like the big hot spots is the Pacific Northwest, uh, all over California, the Northeast and in Texas. Yeah. I have become more friends with any of these people than I have, you know, just in a day to day, like I talk to a lot of the members here on a daily basis that we've become friends and we've become, you know, there's, there's guys that um, I travel with now that I met through the micro crew. You know, these are, these are people like they know, I know their family and their kids and stuff like that. And it's all because we thought these boards were stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And like when last year, I guess it was August. I went to the uh, Overland Expo in Colorado. Oh man, I want to go to and, one of those so bad. Oh yeah, it was awesome. But I was, I kept telling people like, okay, I'm going to go up there. I was really excited to go out there. I had never been to one. It was going to be fun. We were driving all the way from West Texas up to Colorado. It was going to be a whole thing. And a guy drove in from Arizona all the way to Colorado to come up there and hang out. A lady drove in from Montana to or to wow. Colorado to come hang out. And then there were uh, three or four that were in the Denver area that come out and, and hung out with me for whatever reason <laughs> at the Overland Expo. And it was just, it was really funny, man. Cause it was, you know, uh, we, we all walked around all day together and, and we're telling stupid jokes and, um, having a good time. And then they had a big drawing at the end of the end of the event. And there was a micro crew table, you know, there was <laughs> all of us sitting there and um, we all spent a bunch of money on these raffle tickets. And uh, we ended up winning a bunch of times. <laughs> and everybody was like, whose table was that to keep winning? We, they're cheating, blah, blah. And it was the micro crew back oh, there gosh. causing problems. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you got to have a booth there next time. Here, check out no the micro. What, what am I going to have? Just a couple <laughs> yeah. of stickers and nah. a flag. Like, if you're an idiot, be funny. you should join us. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. And then we did the um, the Texas Avid Outdoors event. I guess that was September, October, something like that. And um, we had probably eight, eight to 10 people, micro crew members that came out and camped with us. And it was an overnight thing. And we all hung out and we, you know, like stayed up all night long playing guitar and singing stupid songs and, and, and had a really good time. And, um, and then the uh, base camp provisions, that's the uh, Overland shop in uh, San Antonio they had one of our uh, flags hanging up in their booth and they were like the major uh, sponsor of the event. So everyone's going over there and you walk into their tents over there and there's this big, stupid mall crawler (laughs) micro crew flag. And it was like, how is this happening, man? Like, but they're hilarious. They've got a set of micro boards strapped to their like, you know, $150,000 land cruiser that they take around and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something like that. It's like, who would have thought that that kind of stuff would be happening, you know? No. 
One of the coolest things that's happened so far is that uh, a YouTube channel that I've followed personally called Bound for Nowhere. I've heard of that, I think. It's it's awesome, really cool couple. They do it, but they're full-time like overlanding, camping, remote work, all this stuff. But really, really cool. And, you know, just as a golf shot one day, I reached out to him like, hey, uh, really big fans. It would be cool if we could send you some stuff. Haha, <laughs> you know. And they were like, Yeah, sure. Send us send us some of the boards. We'll we'll screw with them and blah blah blah. And they put it on their page. They have a bazillion followers, you know. And um it was pretty funny. And those are like, you know, I would have never guessed in a million years we've been watching that uh that YouTube channel for a while. And then all of a sudden I'm messaging them back and forth on Instagram and just like, how is this? How did we get from like, you know, making a stupid joke to now I'm like, these are kind of like heroes of mine. You know what I mean? And and now I'm talking to them like we're on the same page and we are not. You know what I mean? (laughs) They have some of the coolest, you know, uh, series that they've made on their YouTube channel that if you like camping and outdoors and all that stuff, and I don't care what you drive, like this stuff is cool and they are just the nicest people. (laughs) And, you know, it's just a young couple that, you know, they're out there living the dream, you know, and it's, it's really, really cool to see. And they've, they've given up a lot to, to be able to have that life and, and to go from watching them, you know, like, man, I hope, you know, one day we can meet them at an event or something like that. And all of a sudden I'm messaging them on Instagram. Like <laughs> I had no, I was just like, oh my God, come here and look who I'm talking to. You know what I mean? I was fangirling pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. So since you've been doing this for a while, you've been doing it for about a year. Do you have, and, and because this has turned into what it has, do you have any, like, have you thought of any plans for the future? And I mean, because I know you have the stickers and you have what like what else have you done besides the sticker? You mentioned a flag and I see stuff on your page that you post. So it looks like you have a few different things, right? Yeah. So we did um, the first run of stickers. And again, this was back when this was supposed to be just like a few people and a stupid joke and ha ha ha. And so I had like one of my friend's wives make some stickers on like a little cricket printer thing, you know? Yeah. And uh I made like a hundred of them. And it was like, all right, we've got the micro crew little pinch stickers or whatever. And everyone ordered them. And then like two months later, they all faded so bad that it like turned white. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I felt like, you know, it's the internet. Like I'm gonna get roasted. I have to fix this soon or like it's all gonna go away. And so um I reprinted them with a, like a pretty legit company off the internet and um, just sent brand new stickers out to everyone that had ordered one on my own dime. Cause it was like, I didn't think that was fair that you ordered this thing and paid for it and it lasted two months and then just like disappeared, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I was panicky pretty hard. I was like, this is the end, you know, but um, everybody was so cool. That was the, that was, that was when it was like, it felt special because they all, no one cared. They all thought it was hilarious that the the stickers just went to crap. <laughs> they were making fun of me and stuff. And then I'm panicking, trying to like, oh man, I'm sending out 125 new stickers to everybody that ordered one. I'm so sorry. And they were like, we don't care. This is hysterical. Yeah, and so it just, awesome. it didn't turn out to be a thing at all. 
And uh, a couple of months after that, we made the the first set of uh, patches. Um, it was just a little that pinch emoji patch. Like I thought that was all it was ever going to be. And then people started asking, like, we need some more designs and you know different stickers, or whatever. And I was like, that's that's as funny as I get. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what to, I don't know what else to do. I'm not I'm a, a designer, design guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I ended up buying a uh, like a design tablet <laughs> and learning <laughs> learning a program. And so the rest of those designs that are in there, you can tell when I was very bad at it. They're they're not very good. <laughs> and then they gradually got a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I think there's. I think there's 15 stickers. There's a, a three by five flag with the uh, mall crawler thing on it, which has been hysterical. Like that was like the proud to be a mall crawler and all that. It was just a, another twist of the knife to everybody that takes themselves too seriously. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they, they all use mall crawler as a burn and now we have it on flags and stickers on our cars. Like we're proud of it uh, right next to some, micro boards for an rc car so that one's been pretty funny there's like i said there's flags bunch of stickers patches the plan is to have some shirts and hoodies made soon that has been way more of a pain than i thought it would be to like make legit uh merch of not just like ordering it off of some like you know print as you go thing i guess i'm so scared after the first set of stickers that went to crap so hard <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, man, if we make any shirts or something like that, I've gotten probably, uh, I don't know, three or four samples done and I'll get them in and look at them or wear them or whatever. And it's just like, nope, this isn't good enough. I'm not, ha I'm not taking a chance again. So it's the way it goes. But I mean, it's, you know, you're having fun with it. Everybody else is having fun with it. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like when you see people out there with your stuff, that's, that's like where it's like, wow, this is like people really like this. This is really cool. Yeah, it's 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 too funny, man. It's it's it just it it feels cool to be a part of it. Like it's, I tell people all the time, like I do not feel ownership of this. Like I am much I, I'm as much of a part of the crew as every other member out there. Like I just feel like I'm the the coordinator kind of. Because all of the content and stuff, it's not like I'm the brainchild of everything that everybody's making. Like, I feel as excited when somebody makes some stupid video or somebody sends in, you know, something where they, you know, took a picture with the flag. And, you know, like there was there was one of the, the patches that was like photographed uh, with the bison in Yosemite. Oh, wow. How, how does that happen here? <laughs> I can't I can't do all this, you know. There's guys in Hawaii running around on the beach that, you know, are are throwing the little boards underneath their their cars or whatever and and doing burnouts on the beach and all this stuff. Like I couldn't have I couldn't have paid people to do that. And so I'm just as excited when I see this stuff come in. It was just like, man, this is it's just a fun it's just as fun for me to be a part of it. Yeah. So how has doing all i mean it just it started off as just a crazy stupid idea but how would you say that now having done this and it's turned into what it has like how would you say it's changed your life i think that i had kind of a misconception of how much time that it takes 
to try to be even mildly successful with something like this. I'm sure you know by now, I mean, a podcast and guests and editing and all this stuff. And, you know, I don't have nearly as much time as editing or anything like that as you would, but every day, I mean, I have a full-time job, a, a pretty stressful full-time job. <laughs> yeah. And then I come home and every day there's, you know, whether it's shared pictures or messages that I'm replying to. And and like I said, a lot of these guys and girls and ladies and people all over the place have become friends. And so I spend, I'll forget to log in to my own Instagram page at this point for a week or two at a time <laughs> because I'm everybody that I talk to on Instagram is on the micro crew page. And so, you know, I have, a handful of people that, you know, we share stupid videos and memes with every day. And then you're going to be uh, responding to messages or or people that just got new boards or, hey, you know, let's put a meet together or or whatever it is. And, you know, it was all it was all just a joke and, and whatever at first. And now it's like a part time job. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. happy to do it. I'm I'm 100 percent happy to, you know, the only thing that I have to really give to this is my time and and for what it's doing for me personally and and other people out there that other members have met become friends and traveled together because of the stupid micro crew <laughs> like that makes no sense to me man and yeah. so if all i have to do is throw a little bit of time at it you know that's i'm happy to do it so what it let's let's sidetrack for a sec like i know that you know a lot of people listen to this and all that kind of stuff, but like, what was the thing that made you want to do the podcast? Like what was, you woke up one day and was like, you know what? I really like Subarus. Here we go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what was that for you? So I, I hosted a podcast before this one. So I already had equipment. I kind of knew how to do interviews and, you know, I don't consider myself a professional by any means. Cause I do this in my closet and, you know, and it's just me. I don't have like, I'm not some Joe Rogan podcaster with a studio and a team that does everything for me. But the way that I got started with this podcast is I bought my Crosstrek in September of 2020. And I had already started following some people with my personal page. I think I was following like maybe five or so accounts. So I knew that there were people out there, that there was something out there. I didn't know... What, you know, I didn't know it was as big as it is. So I was thinking like, I, I would have never, ever thought to do this with any of my other cars, but I decided <laughs> to start an Instagram page, you know, with my completely stock Crosstrek and I started getting people liking it. And so, you know, very quickly I started to see how passionate people are about their Subarus and places that they're going. And what kind of really got me started thinking about it was a lot of people list all of their mods and their yeah. build partners and stuff. And, but then again, you know, back then it was mostly photos. People weren't doing reels and videos too much. And so right. I was thinking like, what if people were interested in sharing more about their journey with their Subaru than just, you know, some photos and captions. So since I already had the equipment, I thought, well, let me brainstorm and think about possibly starting a podcast because my hope was that, a few people might think it was a good idea and listen to it. And now we're at episode 155 with you. 
And I got my first guest lined up, got some other guests lined up, and then it just took off from there. You know, it was just an idea of thinking that people might be interested in sharing more about their Subaru journey. So what what um, what made you choose a, a, the Crosstrek? Have you been Subaru guy forever or car guy, or was it just like, man, Crosstreks are real cool. I want one. <laughs> I saw my first Crosstrek in 2013. I was coming back from lunch at work, and I parked on the second floor of the parking garage. I was coming down the stairs. I turned the corner, and right in front, like one of the parking spots, there was an orange Crosstrek, and it was a first-gen. It was 2013, and I didn't know what it was, but it's it was orange. It had this all the black cladding, which you know contrasted really nicely in my eyes, and I'm just like, what is this thing? And so I didn't know I didn't know it was a Subaru until I went and looked to see like what the name on it said, you know, what the brand name. So because Subaru is on the like left hand side of the hatch, and then Crosstrek is on the right hand side. But I was walking on the left side, so I didn't see that it said Crosstrek. So I'm sure I went and looked it up on you know online. I immediately liked the Crosstrek. I just I saw it, and then. I don't know when it was that I, but I started looking up videos of them, you know, just like I would just like look up Subaru Crosstrek off-road and seeing a lot of stock Crosstreks driving through snow, driving through mud, driving on trails and stuff. And I've never been like a, oh, I want to drive off-road someday. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of been in my head here and there because you see like off-road trucks in Texas everywhere. Yeah. And I started having this fascination with a Crosstrek. And pretty early on, I mean, like somewhere around maybe 2015, 2016, I was like, this is definitely going to be my next car. So by the time I was able to buy another car, I wasn't really paying attention to the fact that they came out with a second gen. But when I was going to look at getting one, I saw that there was a new generation of the Crosstrek. I'm like, no, they changed it. Oh, man, this kind of sucks because I really like the first gen. But the second gen wasn't too far off from the first gen. And the more I started looking at it, the more I liked it. But I'm like, I'm I'm definitely getting a cross trick. Like, so I started looking at the, you know, watching more YouTube videos on the second gen and just really, really liking it. The other thing too that was big for me is I wanted a manual. And they don't they didn't make a whole lot of them. So I was able to get a 2021 manual. They had to go to McKinney. That's awesome. Yeah, they had to go to McKinney, Texas to get mine. Yeah. Because there's six Houston area dealerships here and none of them had a manual. And I didn't want to wait like however long it might be before one of them gets one. I'm like, just find one for me and go get it, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but yeah, so wanted a cross check for a long time and I finally got it. And I was very, very well, happy. It's, about it's crazy it. too, because I, you know. I hadn't paid much attention to Subarus in a while because, you know, I had, I had had different vehicles and I'm not really a brand snob. So I've had almost every make of a vehicle out there, but it was really, honestly, it was really when, you know, I was familiar with, you know, WRX and STI and Foresters and, you know, I wanted a GC8 for a long time and I've, I've always wanted to lift a, uh, a bug eye 
like old WRX wagon. Yeah. That just happens nasty, just like rally, you know, whatever. But it's, it was like the micro crew really started bringing the cross track stuff. Cause again, there's 50 something cross tracks on the crew and seeing what everybody does with those things. They're pretty freaking capable little cars, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, some of those guys, I mean, you know, Scott Kroll, uh, who else? The BPM X Trek, uh, go Trek yourself in California. Like those dudes are, are beating up on those those cross tracks pretty hard, you know. And it's it's pretty cool to see and it and get to see it often. Oh yeah, you know they they're all crew members and and so I get to uh, follow those guys and see all this stuff happen. It's like man, they're they're getting after it, you know. <laughs> and, and those are you. I I guess I wouldn't have expected that because you know it's I had a little hatchback. Subaru and uh you know it wasn't breaking any records or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a, a non turbo hatch Impreza. <laughs> so I, I wasn't impressing anybody with mine. I thought I was cool because I got some WRX wheels on it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're they're nice, you know. I mean Subarus are really cool. Yeah, and they and, and like I said, that was just uh, they were a lot more capable uh than I was expecting and, and seeing all the you know, big puddles and, and all the off camera trails and stuff. Those guys are going on. It's, it's awesome, man. They can, they've done a lot. Yeah. And you know, I, they're very capable as a stock vehicle too, because I didn't really have any plans or intentions to do anything with mine because I didn't know that I would be able to like financially. And so we have a family reunion that we have up in East Texas and in Alto and there's some county roads up there that I've seen before. Like there was this one road that I was trying to go up in my previous car, but it had like some divots and, you know, it was uneven and everything. And I was, I was like, I had to stop. And I'm like, you know, if I had a cross trek, I could make it up this road. And <laughs> I haven't found that road since. Cause I don't remember where it was, but I found some <laughs> other stuff, but I thought the extent of me going off road would be once a year going to the family reunion, going out on some county roads. I didn't know that I would be, doing what I have done, which I haven't done a lot, but I had, I do have fun with it when I can. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, there, and there's, you know, there's a lot of it. That's it's, it's been fun to see, uh, people pushing, uh, vehicles that you wouldn't expect to push, um, off road or, or, you know, camping and all that, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, in the last couple of months, we've had a couple of Prius guys or Prius owners, uh, join the crew and they've got roof racks and fog lights and, and you know the whole thing and and there's there's like the the rav4 community toyota stuff i mean there's a ton of them and you know one of the one of the members uh this rav4 overlands his instagram we went to uh big ben together oh nice and and he did every single thing my forerunner did and that's basically like kind of the Toyota version of a cross track, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and it's just been cool, man. It's, it's, it's cool to see people push things that, you know, you know, Subaru's got a big rally background and, and a lot of off-road stuff and, and that's awesome. But, you know, some of this stuff, what might not have been intended for what we actually put our own vehicles through. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah. Well, your, your other question of asking me if I was a you know big Subaru guy before, I knew about Subaru. I remember seeing like the WRX uh, and STI hatchbacks, which I really liked. 
And but I didn't really know anything about Subaru. I just had seen them out there. I didn't even buy my. A lot of people say, "Oh, well, you know." I mean, a lot of people end up buying them because of where they live and having the all-wheel drive capability is good for their environment. I don't need that in Houston. But a lot of people that you know, a lot of people don't need that. They end up buying it for safety. I didn't buy mine for safety. I bought it because I like the Crosstrek and that's what I wanted. You know, I yeah. didn't know anything about all the other stuff. That was that was something crazy for me personally. Is you know, grew up in Texas around DFW, and I guess it was 2013. I went up to Pennsylvania for six years. Oh wow! And man. There are all-wheel drive vehicles everywhere. <laughs> like, you know, I was in, you know, I'd always been an import kid and, and uh, you know, had been into the uh, the import scene and DFW and whatever. And uh, going up to PA and I was in Pittsburgh, there's SCIs and, and Evos and stuff running around everywhere because they're all-wheel drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. It was like, you know, Subaru wasn't, they're not nearly as uh, a high concentration in DFW as they are in Pittsburgh and, and, and Philadelphia and stuff like that. Like they're everywhere. And I would, I remember driving through Pittsburgh and there was, there was some WRX hatch passing me. And so you can't really tell you're on the highway, whatever. And I look in there and it's, you know, a 60 something year old woman. It's just, oh a car. Like it's, it's, it's just a, it's just like an all wheel drive capable vehicle. And yeah. she lives where there's snow and stuff. And so I'm over there like, Oh my God, it's a WRX. Look at that thing. It's cool. And she passed me and I was like, what? Like, that's just not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it was, it was crazy. And, and I got, I got, I was very, very fortunate to meet some really cool people up there so when I actually had time off, I got to go hang out at some of the big tuner shops in uh, Pennsylvania and uh, got to see, you know, these crazy tuned, uh, you know, Subarus and and those Evos. And there were two main shops, TPG tuning, which is like outside of Pittsburgh. And then there was PRL. And they, I think they mainly do Honda stuff now. But um it was really cool. I got to see, go to the drags with them a few times and see some, you know, 800 horsepower freaking, you know, wow. SCIs and stuff that yeah. these, these guys were serious. It was really neat. So with your Subaru that you own, did you only own the Impreza? I mean, is that the yeah, only Subaru it. you've had? Okay. Yeah. We had, we had a little 07, uh, hatch that had, uh, like I said, I, I basically, and, and I was, I was working at the bicycle shop at the time. So we weren't doing any cool mods or anything yeah. like that. And, uh, I think I had, you know, a basket and I bought some old, uh, WRX wheels that I plastic dipped black. And, um, I had a strut tower bar, this big Chrome strut tower bar. And I thought <laughs> it was, I thought it was like rally time. Once I put that thing on yeah. there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how long did you have it? Oh God, year, year and a half, something like that. It was, but like, like I said, I've, I was, I had a lot of friends in DFW that were, that were uh big Subaru guys and, and got to be around a lot of it. And uh, so I've always, always been a fan. I've just never had one of the super cool ones. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's they're, they're fun cars. And I mean, the all wheel drive is, it's really fun to feel it work. Cause I like, I like driving through mud and yeah. just it goes through it just so easily. And yeah. 
you know, but it's, it's fun to like, when you get a little wheel slippage to feel it kind of shifting around and, you know, getting traction where you need it. I think the most fun I had was doing an all wheel drive freaking donut in the snow up in Pennsylvania in a super. And I was like, this is what's up. I'm, I'm down now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we had the big freeze here a couple of years ago, there's a high school that my daughter used to go to school and I drove out to the high school and started doing donuts out there at my cross trek. Yeah. <laughs> Too much fun. I did get a chance to go out to Moon Rocks, Nevada last February. Oh, wow. Yeah. In February and drove an outback through some snow and then drove an, a first gen cross trek through some snow. So that, and then a Tacoma drove a Tacoma through some snow. So it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. And you, you, I saw one of your uh, videos the other day. You have some events coming up this year too, don't you? I do. So I'm going to 48 Hours of Tri-State this Wednesday, and I'm flying out into... Oh, yeah. So I'm flying into Philadelphia, and we are having a dinner Wednesday night at Subaru of America, which is really, really cool. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. I've never been, but I know people from Subaru of America. And so it'll be cool to see them. And so we're going to have dinner there. Then on Thursday, we drive down, we drive from New Jersey because it's in the headquarters is in New Jersey. We're going to drive from New Jersey down to Indiana because Subaru has a plant in Indiana. So on Friday, we're going to take a tour of the plant. And then on Saturday, I fly back. I was going to stay through Monday, but my son has a band concert on Saturday night. And I want to come back and see that because it's going to be one of the last ones since he's a senior. Well, the, but, there's quite a few, uh, there's quite a few cross track guys, even from the crew around the Philly area. Yeah. There's, um, they right might be on going. that side of PA, there's PYP dad wagon and yeah, there's a good handful of them over there. You better not let them know that you're coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, people know I'm going. So yeah, I did the oh, video. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and I've been talking about it for a while, but so 48 hours of Tri-State, it is a, it, I mean, it's mostly Subarus, and I think it was started by people that own Subarus, but this is going to be the 23rd annual 48 hours of Tri-State, and it benefits Make-A-Wish New Jersey, so it's a, it's a big fundraising event, and although it's mostly Subarus, there are other builds that people drive with this uh, caravan of cars that drive around for a few days and just have a good time, so. That's awesome. My mission because I've been requested to do this is I'm going to be going out there and getting hopping around in different cars, especially on Thursday, because that's going to be like the long haul from New Jersey to Indiana. But like when we have stops, the plan is for me to hop around in different cars and record with different people so that I can get some good content with a bunch of different, you know, people that have that's been doing awesome. this for either their first time or for years. And, uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. That'll be a nice little, nice little, uh, you know, content to pull together from this event. Oh yeah, man. That's it. That's going to be a cool trip just to, I mean, especially all the different, uh, builds and stuff you're going to get to see out there. I mean, yeah. that's, that was something I regretted pretty hard as not getting to go to one of the big Subaru events up in the Northeast while I was up there. Cause there's, there's some pretty spicy ones up there you know what i mean yeah and, they have uh, wicked big meat and boxer fest so wicked big meat yeah. is in connecticut boxer fest is in pennsylvania 
Yeah, I'd always I'd I'd wanted to make it to Boxer Fest and did not make it. And uh, but who knows? You know, we've we've joked about doing some kind of uh, the tour of the U.S. Uh, flying out and going hang out with some of the the micro crew guys and That'd and gals all over the place and and uh, try maybe put together some meets later this year um, in you know Northeast and the south and and all that stuff and kind of have just some the micro meat you know <laughs> yeah no that would be a lot of fun it'd be cool to do that so yeah so here's a little you asked me a few questions about me did you have any other questions about me or my subaru well i mean podcast goals that's what that's what that's my last one what uh you know i know you've had it for three years now and and you've you know 155 episodes which is awesome and uh you know thank you i'm sure you hear it plenty you know it's a really cool thing that you're doing for the subaru community and um you know that's you know there there might be another podcast out there or, or you know subaru stuff but but specifically having you know people come on and talk about their own builds and stuff like that it's 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 a need that needed to be filled and and that's really cool and i'm sure a lot of people are very very stoked about this and and um really really cool thing what you're doing for that community specifically and thank you but what's what's your plans now i mean you're you're already famous 155 (laughs) episodes you've got a bazillion followers and and all the you know all the things and travel in the country now so what's what's 2024 look like uh, the first thing, obviously, is what I just talked about, 48 hours of Tri-State. And they'd been trying to, they'd been, this would have been the third year, had I not gone, that they would have been like, you got to come out here. So I finally <laughs> made that happen. Then, so Wicked Big Meat, that's one that people have been trying to get me to come out to for three years. So my plan and my goal is to go to that. It's in June. So I can, uh, th- there's already flights available that will go out there in June. So that's another goal. Doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen, but that's a goal. <laughs> and then uh, there's Subaru Flat Fest, which is in Madison, Wisconsin. That is in August. So that's another one that's on the radar that I'd like to get up to. And then if I had to, after 48 hours of Tri-State, like if I had to just choose one event to go to, one thing to go to, it would. I really want to get out to a rally. And I know they're happening yes. all over the country. And that's something I've been wanting to do like for for a while now. And you know, it's it's so hard living in Texas because all the <laughs> seems like all the really, really cool stuff, except for we had Subi Fest Texas here uh, in twenty twenty three, which was awesome and they're gonna be bringing it back. But aside from that, anywhere we wanna go, it's either a really, really long drive and you gotta take a lot of time off work or you have to fly. And yep. so either way it's a challenge. And so that's that's what's been most challenging for me is just being able to get out to these places, taking enough time off work and being able to afford to go do them. Seeing a rally live would probably be one of the gnarliest things. Oh, yeah. To actually go sit in a curve and especially with the, what was it not like Travis Pastrana as a super driver, you know, getting to see those dudes like banging gears around turns at a billion miles an hour. And, you know, that's, that stuff's wild, man. Like I, I loved watching that, you know, forever growing up and stuff. And that's probably what really, uh, started my like interest in Subaru back in the day was seeing the old rally cars and, and, uh, the big, 
you know, giant fog lights across the front and the the big, yeah. you know, STI wings and stuff like that. It was like, man, those guys are getting after it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, they go crazy fast on those, on those courses, but uh, what I would really like to do, not just get out to see one of the rallies, but be able to go into like the, the pits where they do, you know, the, the servicing and everything and meet a bunch of people and get some people on the mic, especially Travis Pastrana. Cause like, he's one of the biggest guests that I would love. He knows about the podcast. So nah. it'd be, it'd be awesome to get him on, but it's, it's, it's hard for him to take the time to sit down and do one. So I've been told that the best way to get him on the podcast is at a rally. So I might just have to do that. That would be, man, that would be insane. And, and just, you know, seeing those guys, you know, I watched him, Brakes dirt bikes when I was younger, and then like Bucky Lasik, you know, I I was a skateboard kid, so I watched him forever, and I remember having a Bucky board and all of this stuff. And then it was probably I don't know six months ago, one of the cross track guys uh, had a picture with him, and it's like him and Bucky standing in front of his cross tracks. You could even if you zoom in, you can even see the little <laughs> micro boards on the. On the roof rack, and he uh, was like awesome. standing here with Bucky Lasik, and I was like, "Dude, what?" Like, I think it was Scott Kroll, and uh, man, that's just rad. Like, that's that's so yeah. cool to see, and, and these guys doing multiple, you know, I don't know what you would call that events or or specialties or yeah uh, disciplines or something like that. Like, how can you be a world class skateboarder and or you know the one of the best dirt bike riders? that's ever lived and also be this like wide open gnarly rally driver you know that's insane yeah yeah i mean it's 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 so cool because like travis pastrana has done so many different things and then bucky bucky has this great skateboard community and this great subaru community i mean he's you know he's like out there and he's still i mean he just turned 51 and he's still out there hitting the ramps and it's it's crazy too to see kind of the crossover stuff that's gone to rally stuff because um you know again i was a big mountain bike you know riding whatever traveling with it and stuff and there was a pretty cool rider yeah this has been a few years and i i can't even tell you now if he's still doing it or not but brandon seminuk was a, oh yeah was a awesome mountain bike freestyle rider like big mountain stuff doing all this crazy stuff and then out of nowhere he's just like pinned through dirt corners uh, you know doing rally stuff and it was like out of nowhere yeah these guys you know and maybe they've they've done some driving and they you know but it's like i guess that's the difference between professional athletes and being you you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like they're yeah. just always dialed in no matter what they're doing and i'm like i'll give it a try but hope i don't die you know yeah i think brandon had gotten into some smaller circuits up in canada and subaru of america or subaru motorsports usa heard about him somehow i don't know the whole story but i know he had done some racing and they were looking to fill a seat and they reached out to him, had him come down and try out. And they really liked how he was racing and he really liked it. And so that's how they got him in there. He he has some unbelievable mountain bike videos and stuff that like, if you only know Brandon Seminuk from, uh, you know, rally stuff, go look up Brandon Seminuk, you know, mountain biking or whatever. And it's, backflips and all kinds of crap i mean this guy's it's just like travis and bucky like these are crazy you know world-class athletes 
and yeah. they also have to they also happen to drive <laughs> yeah. the crap out of Subarus, you know, yeah. like yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. So we'll get into this little bit of a segment, but who is Phil? Man, uh, just somebody that's stoked on cars, you know. <laughs> like I've 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 always been a car kid, and uh, you know that has lasted my entire life. I think the the thing that really screwed me is that I grew up in this really tiny town uh, south of Fort Worth way outside of the little tiny town so there was no never anyone out there and uh i think i was probably 10 or so lived way out on this country road county road and i'm standing outside one day and a like a 1988 uh bmw e30 m3 comes just screaming down our county road and I don't know if you remember those old E30s, but they've got like big wide, you know, they've got like a wide body kit basically and a huge wing on the back. And this thing was like fire engine red and it came screaming down our little county road. And I was like, oh, my God, that, that was it. That was what yeah. I was you know? That's it for me. Yeah. And and uh, and I've just been lucky. You know, I've I've had a lot of I guess I guess most of it has just been. uh forcing your way into situations you know like you know i i didn't always have the fancy you know fast car or anything like that but um i had no problem going out and talking to people and uh going out in the car meets and you know uh texas imports today was real big and and dfw and met a lot of really cool people i'm still friends with over there and you know we would have we would we'd go to these car meets with those guys that you know would have 800 cars once a month wow of of all different brands and makes and whatever and it was just it was really cool and i've I've been fortunate to be around some different sides of the just you know automotive enthusiast thing from the all-wheel drive stuff up in pa and the pretty heavy import scene and dfw and um you know hot rod stuff and it's just been i like working on cars i like i do uh, my own stuff to my super or my my Subaru. See what you guys are doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's working. It's working. That's what this whole podcast is about. <laughs> it's trying to get you to come back to Subaru. Trick people into buying Subarus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, I I just like I like uh, just about every make there is out there. Every one of them has its fault, but every one of them also has cool stuff to offer. And, uh, and I like tinkering with stuff, man. Like, you know, I, you know, as long as I can fix it, I don't mind cutting something up or, or slapping some parts on or, or whatever, but yeah, just always been a car nerd and, and, uh, it's just kind of evolved into this weird Instagram thing that has accidentally happened over the last (laughs) year. (laughs) Yeah. It's a fun thing though. It's a good thing. Well, yep. I was, one of my other questions was going to be, what is a favorite memory from childhood? Is it that that car ripping down the road? That's it. That's yeah. it. And the E30, the the M3, uh, really, really set it in. And then, um, you know, I bought my my very first car was two hundred dollars. It did not move, and it was a nineteen eighty three Honda Accord hatchback five speed. 
that's a carbureted Honda. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and paid 200 bucks for it. The clutch was burned out in it. And I remember, you know, I didn't know anything, how to fix anything back then. I was 15, 16 years old. And my brother-in-law was a car mechanic. And so I got to, got to be around some pretty cool hot rods and stuff from him growing up and, uh, went in there and we, he took it in a shop and he sat down in a chair next to the, to the little accord. And he was like, all right, you're doing all the work and learning. And so at, you know, 16 years old, I slid underneath that little Honda on some jack stands and dropped the transmission onto my chest because they're only about as big as a basketball on those little <laughs> cords yeah. and uh, slid out from under it and slapped a new clutch in it and went back under there and stabbed it. And then I think I put 120,000 miles on the thing and then sold it for 600 bucks. <laughs> nice. There you go. You made a little we're, profit. We're in the big money now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is it that, uh, what did you do for a living? I do sales. I worked in the natural gas industry for about 10 years in the field. And then, um, went into sales. And so I kind of just try to convince people that I know what I'm talking about for a living. <laughs> and just because I did it in the field for a while, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's, it's cool. It just, it's it, now it allows me quite a bit of freedom and, you know, having done it this long now, you, you get to travel a little bit and stuff like that. And, and that's cool. You know, I'm I'm also pretty into fly fishing, and so uh, getting to travel, whether it's with the microbeer stuff or work, and you know, I end up in New Mexico a lot. I get to you know throw a throw a fly rod in the in the forerunner or something, and and uh, go trout fishing. That's that's something I've also done forever. And um, but yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty demanding job, and then. And then, like I said, the the micro cruise kind of turned into its own little part time, <laughs> couple yeah. hours a night kind of job. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's um, I'm out here near Midland, Texas, which is way out in the desert in West Texas, and uh, it's hot out here, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, well, if you could do anything that you wanted as a dream job, what would it be? That is a doozy. Basically, anything outdoors. Um, I was reading uh, some of this out loud, and and my girlfriend was like, "Just just say anything outside. Everything you like to do is outside. Just say anything <laughs> outside." <laughs> because we, you know, like recently, you know, um, you know, I've, the mountain biking thing, fly fishing thing, the off road community thing, you know. One of these days, I'm going to give give a shot at uh, rock climbing or bouldering or something like that. I mean, whatever takes me outside, that's I'm cool with it. Yeah. And so, you know, if there was some sort of, you know, fly fishing, I, I guess if I closed my eyes and dreamed real hard, it's like I'm a fly fishing guide in Colorado. That's like, you know, whatever, like that's that's the cool guy thing. But yeah, it's it just just really if yeah. I could do anything, it's just full-time outdoors, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you kind of answer the next question is like what hobbies you have, but you've kind of gone through quite a few of those yeah. other things you yeah, like to just, do. Just a lot of that stuff. And I guess the other big ones, music, um, 
play a bunch of instruments and sing and nice and have done that since I was pretty small. So that's always been a, that's always been a real big, um, time consumer as well. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Good time. What is something that makes you want to get out of bed every day? That one I also read out loud because these were like I was giggling <laughs> at the last one. And I was like, what's what's something that makes me get out of bed every day? And Haley goes, bang energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, like like something that would, you know, I would want to get out of bed be, and like be motivated for. And she was like, ah, my answer's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've we've got um we've got goals and, and stuff that we would still want to, we still want to accomplish and, and places we want to go. You know, we, we travel quite a bit, uh, together and, um, we go to big bend a few times a year. You, we've got quite a few trips planned this year and, um, just that, that is the, that's the, the main things is just going and being, being out and, um, camping and, you know, fly fishing and doing trails in the forerunner and all that stuff. Like that's, that's, that's the life for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's something that makes you want to stay in bed? That one I struggled with because like, I I don't know, that's, that's something that, uh, the only thing I could really just rattle off was cold. I don't like being freaking cold. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I moved back from PA because it was like one day, I'm not kidding. I'm sitting in Pittsburgh. I've got a house up there. I walk out and I look out of my window, like through the blinds in my window and my work truck was sitting in my driveway and the snow was level with the bed rails across oh my, my work gosh. truck. And wow. I was like, nope. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, something that will keep me in bed. If it's colder than I want it to be outside of those blankets, that's it. Like I'm not going. <laughs> hey, that's a good set answer. The house on fire first. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. I've had somebody else say that too. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What would what would be your best bit of advice to give to someone about anything? I mean, if the micro crew is not a perfect example of this, like just freaking have a good time, man. Be nice to people. You know, I, I was, it, this whole thing has just happened from having a good sense of humor, not taking everything too seriously. Everybody has things they hate in life and, and that, you know, aren't as much fun as we wish they would be or whatever. And it's like those, those little things like the stupid micro crew or, or whatever, like those are the things that, keep us all going, you know? And so it's, you know, be nice, be happy, be, you know, try to have a good time. Try not, to, try not to let the earth and the internet, all this stupid stuff get you down because, because none of it really means anything in the end. You know what I mean? Like all of these relationships and stuff like that, that, you know, I have made through the micro crew, you've made through the podcast. Like I, that Instagram could go down tomorrow and we still have all these relationships that, have nothing to do with some stupid page. And yeah, very uh, true. that's, that's the important thing, man. Like that's, uh, I will have some of these people as friends for forever, you know? Yep. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time to record. It was fun to have you on. And uh, like I said, I've been wanting to get you on for a while uh, because you have a lot of Subarus on here and it's just something <laughs> fun and different that 
everybody gets to enjoy. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk about it. Absolutely. And and again, thanks for all that you do for the community, you know, and, um, you know, I've been too stoked to be on here. And this is this is a lot of fun. I had a blast talking about all the all the ridiculous things that we've both been up to. And and um, but also, you know, very, very cool what you do for the community. And and thank you. I'm sure there's a lot of lot of people to to say thanks, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty, pretty awesome. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye. All right. At the time that I am recording this right now, because I'm doing this late on Sunday night, it's just been a really busy, long weekend and I just didn't have a chance. I did. I recorded this episode Saturday night. And I was really busy all day Saturday before I recorded, and I've been busy most of today on Sunday. So it's just been really difficult pulling it together. But over the weekend, he got some new members because when we started the episode, it said he said that they were at two, no, sorry, 379. Now they're at 382, and one more Subaru got added to that. So now the number of Subarus is up to 116. So let's keep adding some more Subarus. So everybody is listening to this that owns a Subaru. If you're not part of the Max Tracks micro crew, go join. It's just crazy, a lot of fun, and a little wacky. But it's a really cool thing that Phil started, and it's grown into be grown to be quite a a pretty cool, funny phenomenon. That started off as something, like he said, something very stupid that uh, he decided to do. So go give Max Tracks Micro Crew a follow. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And hope we can get some more members for him, for the crew, and also some more Subarus. And for all of the people that are not Subaru owners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy cars and you want to learn more about what this Subaru community is all about, I encourage you to go listen to some of the other episodes. There's 154 other episodes, so plenty to listen to on road trips or anywhere else and any other time you might listen to a podcast. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast and continuing to share very, very much appreciated. I hope you all have a great week. I'm going to be out Wednesday through Saturday morning, and then I'll be working on the episode for next Monday and uh, getting that out for you. So again, enjoy your week and look forward to another episode next Monday. Much Subi love, Raph. The Subi and You podcast is hosted by Raphael in a closet in Houston. Produced by Raphael in a room next to the closet in Houston and edited by Raphael on a computer in the room next to the closet in Houston with music by Luke Ruiz in another room in Houston. You can find the Subi and You podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. To support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Once you join, you will have access to the Discord channel and Discord chats with other patrons. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can find them on Instagram at Subi and You Podcast, online at SubiandYouPodcast.com, or by email, SubiandYouPodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. 
Tune in Mondays for new episodes.